It is Thursday, the 6th day of May 2021. Welcome back to whatever the fuck this is. Uh, I'm thrilled to be recording again after a short, um, albeit needed, hiatus. Uh, but as expected, not much changed. I'm uh, still in the basement. Uh, work on the uh, Broadcast Palace has been delayed due to uh, me trying to assemble uh, a fucking shed, a new shed to replace the shed that is going to become the Broadcast Palace. Seriously, I'm a shitty podcaster. Terrible. But I'm an, uh, an even worse assembler, or whatever you want to call it, of literally anything. My patience sucks. I can't follow directions, and my patience sucks. So uh, this cheap fucking plastic shed. Seriously, though, the directions were fucking terrible. And I put shit on backwards. Like, the doors are all fucked up. I have to take the doors down, uh, flip shit around, put the doors back up. It's just a fucking nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's never going to get done. Anyways, this is episode number 73, the Charlie McAvoy episode. Uh, Chaz, when he is on the ice, is having a very good season uh, for a Bruins team that I got at plus 1,600 to win the Cup um, right at the trading deadline. So very excited for that. And I say this with all the seriousness that I can actually muster. The Bruins are going to win the fucking Cup this year if they stay healthy which is a big if for an older team. There's no one in the East that scares me. No one. Tampa? Pfft. Fuck Tampa. They don't scare me. Out West? Vegas. Uh, they do, but that's it. Vegas is very good. The playoff format is very wonky this year, so anything can really happen, but I'm pumped to see what kind of run this team can go on and McAvoy is going to be a huge part of it. He's the number one D-man now. It's all on him. So we'll see. Um, don't skip the open. Old friend Ken Mariglia is back with some new work. Sounding like fucking Optimus Prime. It is dope. It's fucking great. I love it. All that and more on complaints and observations. Still the most less than average podcast on the internet with a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. I am absolutely certain that I fucked up the, uh, the audio there trying to meld the two together. Um, but 
man, Ken is so fucking good. <laughs> like, you give him anything and he'll fucking read it like a goddamn superstar. And he's a super nice guy. Like, every correspondence that I had with him, I, I have a, I'm pretty sure he's based out west. I think I said that before, but oh my God, the guy is fucking great. Uh, you can find Ken on Fiverr. Fiverr.com, F-I-V-V-E-R-R, I think, or F-I-V-E-R-R.com. <clears throat> Ken Mariglia. Ken Mariglia. I tried to mix that with the Quiet Violent intro, <clears throat> which still gets me fucking fired up every time. It's a great riff. <clears throat> Love it. So, hope you liked it. I, I liked it. I, I'm probably going to have to fix the audio because I got a feeling that Ken may not have been as loud as he should have been. But I'm terrible with audacity. So, it is a lot of work for a stupid person. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, today... Oh, geez. Sorry. Today is the 6th of May. Uh, and because I am a stupid person, I said at uh, the end of my previous episode that... Uh, season three would premiere on May the seventh, but that's a Friday. That's not when episodes come out, David. You fucking dummy. How I'm able to function on a daily basis is still um, a wonder. I just, I, I don't know. I'm constantly in my own way. But um, listen, feel good, feeling good. Had a great visit with the doctor the other day. I'm sure you're all very concerned. Uh, unfortunately, I did not hit my goal uh, to lose 25 LBs uh, before going to see him. I'm down 23 LBs. Uh, and my fucking, my blood pressure hasn't moved, which is very frustrating. Um, but, you know, just going to take a little bit more work. So I've got after it pretty hard for the last couple of days. I'm very excited. And, uh, but some, some of the other numbers did move these, these weird proteins that you have in your body that, um, you know, are basically markers for, you know, cardiovascular problems and any other inflammation that you have, uh, they went down and that's mainly because, uh, of dropping some weight. So all you fat people out there lose weight and, um, might be better for you. So going to keep at it. I'm hoping to. I go back in a few months, <clears throat> hoping to, um, I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to drop another 15 and, and see how that plays, but that might take a little, a little bit more work on my end. My diet is still not where it needs to be, but I don't know why I'm bothering to say any of this fucking shit, because you don't fucking care. Honestly, who likes to listen to people talk about their fucking health and their diet? Nobody. I don't know why I'm doing that. Uh, I'm very sorry. At any rate, welcome to season three of what is the absolute most mediocre, mediocre, mediocre podcast on the internet. Um, I found out that there's approximately 850,000 active podcasts on the internet. That's a big fucking number. Here's the thing, though. I can assure you that mine is... Uh, the most average. So that should put me right in the middle. 
king of the 425. 425k. <laughs> Ugh, stupid. Um, <clears throat> but as I said at the end of the last show, it, you know, it, I was going to take some time to kind of figure some shit out because, again, I enjoy doing this. So I wanted to find a way to sort of uh, do it a little bit better. Um, and, and I've had some time over the last couple of weeks, at least two or three minutes, to ponder the future of the program and how I'd like to build some traction. I'm not looking to be a podcast superstar by any fucking stretch of the imagination because that's just dumb. The goal is to have, you know, a handful of more than a handful, two handfuls of dedicated listeners. And I'm not quite there yet. I'm I'm at maybe two fingers, (laughs) four, Oh, man. So, obviously, having guests um, helps, and thus far, I've been very lucky. Lucky. Oh, boy. We're off to a fucking great start, eh? Eh? Uh, I've been very lucky thus far to have friends who have agreed to come on or, you know, point me in the right direction to some people that that did come on. Um, I have an awesome... Uh, associate producer, a foe, not foe. He's be, you know, Dave is uh associate producer, Dave, uh, oddly dedicated to whatever it is, the fuck that I'm doing here. So a uh, big shout out to Dave. Dave won't come on the show. Don't know why. I think he's just afraid. I think he's scared. No, he's not scared. <clears throat> um, but I've been equally as unlucky when it comes to trying to wrangle guests myself. I did score one. Uh, Brittany Collins from UMass was a fucking dynamite interview. Honestly, if you if you haven't listened to that, go back, please, and listen to that. I actually did a pretty good job, and it was a great story. She was an excellent guest, an excellent interview, and uh, that was good. And, you know, all it took was asking. So I'm hitting basically Glenn Hoffman right about now, and I need to do better. <clears throat> uh, again, I'll ask if, if you're listening and you want to be on the show, let me know if you know anybody. Point me in that direction. Honestly, uh, anybody. We'll have anybody come on and talk. It, it's The idea is to build a conversation, to have something going. Um, it'd be terrific. <clears throat> uh, I've also been trying to figure out how to make this podcast about Well, I don't know. My podcast is basically about anything, which is a shitty way to say it without sounding so Seinfeldian, which honestly, the guy should copyright that thought somehow. But I'm trying to make it a little bit less so. Unfortunately, I couldn't figure anything out because my brain does not, I don't have like a, I don't have a passion. I don't have something that I like love with all of my heart other than my wife and my family and my friends and, you know, the obvious shit, you know, I don't have a, a hobby that I'm in love with. You know what I mean? I have a lot of little side interests. So the complaining part, look, I love it. You know, but in my infinite wisdom, I know that's not good for my overall health. Uh, I'm still going to do it because it's, you know, 
the only thing that I've done consistently over my 43 years on this planet is fucking complain. So it's natural. It just comes to me. So that'll continue. But having said that, I think what I might want to do is take a more local focus. So Massachusetts, New England, Boston, etc. Um, instead of talking about fucking Ted Cruz too, far too much, I'll try to keep it more regionally centered. Emphasis on try. You see, do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to get, I want to have it so that I can say, hey, this is a a Boston podcast or a New England podcast or a Northeast podcast, something. You know what I mean? I think Northeast works. Like, keep it regional. Um, Like, New England is too meh. You know, it just sounds, I don't know. I can see it in my head what it sounds like, but it's not, I'm not able to vocalize it very well. So if I encompass, you know, New York, Philadelphia, that I think Philly, maybe New Jersey is about the farthest south that I'll go in terms of talking uh, about topics. Same basic format, really, which is, you know, sports, shit that's going on, uh, as little politics as possible, but likely not possible, more sports, and the region just being a bastion for annoying shit, I think, just kind of plays into it. And I think there's room for another whiny Northeast liberal amongst the 850,000 podcasts that are out there. So big stories will still be talked about, but what I'd like to try to do is have my guests be, you know, regionally something, you know what I'm saying? Uh, And get them to talk about what's going on, whether it's, you know, aside from whatever it is that they want to talk about and what, whatever they're pitching or selling or whatever it is that they do uh, have them talk about big stories just to kind of keep a conversation going, getting them to add into three gripes as well. So that's kind of where I think I'm going to take it probably starting you know, with whatever, whenever I get another guest. Um, I talked about, I shouldn't say talked about, I I tweeted about Jared Carabas from Barstool today and his fucking spectacular hair. The young man has amazing hair. And I watched his um, Morning Wood show and it was just like, fucking hey, I have to tweet this out. Tweeted it out. He replied. So I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to shoot my shot here. Sent him a DM. He's ignored it. But that's fine. I kind of expected as much. It would be cool. You know, just get 10 minutes to talk to Carabas. He's a very famous young man. And he's from, unfortunately, the North Shore. But shouldn't say that. See, I'm already fucking it up. Don't do that. David. Don't be that guy. Nobody likes that. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my thought on where I think I'm going to uh, to go in the future. I mean, I think I think that's a good way uh, to have at least some sort of focus. Where, where it's it's somewhat narrowed, but not entirely narrowed. You know what I mean? I'm asking questions here as if I'm expecting an answer. So please answer me. <clears throat> I'm very curious. If you have any sort of opinion, 617-65-RIP-EM. Leave a voicemail. Give me a call. I need to utilize that thing. Man, that's a fucking great tool. 
Call in, leave a voicemail. It's fucking fantastic. It's 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 good. Um. All right. So so that's like the season three intro. Um. We have a just a fucking outstanding uh, movie trailer review this week, courtesy of associate producer Dave, and I am fucking pumped. Because I've watched three trailers, four trailers, five, maybe five. I don't know how many fucking trailers I watched. Uh, and I'm excited. Um, so, yeah. We'll get to that. <clears throat> That's coming up. I did want to touch on the draft a little bit. Last year, I, I spent a little bit of time on the draft. And uh, I have to say, <clears throat> I can talk myself into Mac Jones. No problem. I was a Justin Fields guy. I wanted Justin Fields here because I thought he was a better quarterback, but do I hate Mac Jones? No. Um, It's just that he's plain. Not that there's anything wrong with plain. My concern is that he's going to be fucking like Kirk Cousins. And I don't like Kirk Cousins. I don't want Kirk Cousins on the Patriots, so... We'll see what happens. The rest of the draft, I thought, went pretty well. The kid that they moved up for in the second round from Alabama, Christian Barmore, he could be very good, but he could also be very bad. Uh, they, they drafted a weed guy from Oklahoma, so that was good. Um, the last pick they made was a receiver from uh, UCF. Yep, UCF. Another guy that I reached out to on Twitter to try to get on the show. <laughs> What's up, Trey? Hey, you want to be on a shitty podcast that nobody listens to? And I literally just did the same thing to the the kicker they just signed from Michigan. Quinn something or other. Hold on. You know, here I am doing this, and I'm I'm being an asshole by not remembering the kid's last name. Quinn. Quinn. Where are you, buddy? Quinn Norton. University of Michigan product. He likes uh, fishing, apparently. So... It's fishing. Um, but yeah, you know, I can't really complain with, with just about anything that they did. I was kind of hoping they would um, take another receiver. They only took that one. So <clears throat> it'll be curious. Uh, the kicker is the only undrafted free agent they've signed. And... The thinking that I've been reading is that they're just kind of biding their time for when some of these, some other guys get cut. And you're already starting to see guys get cut. Cowboys just cut a guy, uh, a starting uh, defensive lineman whose name escapes me at the moment. Uh, the Bears fucking cut their starting left tackle. It's like, oh, hey, we're going to trade up and draft Justin Fields and then cut the guy who would fucking block for him. Typical Bears, right? So they they'll end up they got they still got money to spend. Uh, as I said, when they when they went off on this uh, free agent spending spree, they still got plenty of money to spend. So wouldn't surprise me if they bring in, you know, a veteran receiver that gets cut. I'm, I'm curious to see who gets cut loose. I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure there's going to be a couple at the very least. Whether or not they're worth bringing in is another another question. 
And look, I'm still a cam guy. Um, I am in the minority. My thinking is that there's just no way that he can be like he was last year. Like, impossible. The argument that I keep hearing is, oh, he throws balls at, at receivers' feet. Well, you know, that's true. I can't disagree with that. But I really think that there was more to it. I really think that he was hurt. I think COVID fucked him up. Uh, I think he was fucking just petrified because he knew that the guys that he had to catch the football couldn't catch the football. So it'll be very interesting to see how camp plays out. Um, As Bill said, Cam is the starter. And until... Jones comes in and proves otherwise. I can't say I disagree with him. So, anywho, all right. Um, yeah, break time. Quick free ad. Um, <clears throat> check out the uh, There You Go podcast, uh, hosted by old friend Corey. Uh, it's very good. He talks about all kinds of uh, different shit like I do here. So uh, he calls it a podcast about something, which is pretty accurate. Uh, But yeah, he's available on uh, Anchor, on uh, other places. Where is he available? I listen. Yeah, I listen on Spotify. So Spotify, Apple, Google, other shit. Um, But yeah. Check it out. He likes to talk about food. Corey, Corey enjoys food, which is why I enjoy his podcast. So uh, check it out. There you go. You can follow him on Twitter at There You Go Son. Check it out. Free ad. Movie trailer reviews. Too lazy to watch the feature. Movie trailer reviews. It's standard operating procedure. Movie trailer reviews. AP Dave puts in time. Movie trailer reviews. By our powers combined. Movie trailer reviews. Movie trailer, Movie trailer reviews. Yeah. It is that time again. Everybody's favorite segment of the program, movie trailer reviews. Uh, AP Dave chimes in. Um, He watches the movies. I watch the trailer. I talk about it. Yep. I think it works, and I think it's pretty good. And I love the poorly produced intro. Man, cheesy as fuck. Nobody has told me where that song has come from, so dig deep. Um, Free, well, I'll send you some stickers. (laughs) If you can tell me where that that song was sampled from. All right. Movie number one, Nobody, starring... Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Uh, Dave's uh, review. Quote, I think my expectations were way too high going into this. Love Bob Odenkirk. 
Uh, everyone is comparing it to a John Wick type movie, which it is. And I love John Wick, but it just doesn't hit like John Wick does. It was actually a bit of a roller coaster. There were times where I thought uh, was moving. The movie was awesome. In times where I thought it was just dumb. The action was great. The story was pretty brutal, though. I like a well-rounded movie, and this just relied too heavily on turning this average Joe into a scary motherfucker and nothing else. Five out of ten, and then in parentheses, harsh score for the movie. End quote. Well then, I have to say, um, everyone that I've heard who has seen the movie has said basically the same thing, that it's a John Wick type film. Uh, the trailer, however, 8 out of 10. The trailer is fucking fire. I loved it. And it really got me fired up to see, uh, to want to see the movie. Because I do. I, and I'm with Dave, like Bob Odenkirk. How do you not, how do you see that and be like, oh, geez, uh, yeah, that's not going to be any good. That's going to be a 5 out of 10. What? No. So yeah, I was uh, I was a little disappointed there. I've only seen the first John Wick movie, you know, and I liked it. Don't get me wrong, but the over-the-top gratuitous uh, nonsense—it's just like okay, you see it once. Do you really need two more? But apparently, apparently, people do. I don't know. That's why I only watch the trailers. And Dave watches the movies. <clears throat> oh, I'm out of practice, not talking. Um, but yeah, it it it's um, yeah, I don't know. All right, uh, movie number two, Mortal Kombat. Before I begin. I saw the original Mortal Kombat in the movie theater as a kid. And I used to be one of those assholes that would have a pocket full of quarters at the arcade waiting to play the game. Putting my 50 cents down. And then getting my ass handed to me by the older kid who had been there just fucking running train on everybody uh, for, for a solid hour. <laughs> Same with Street Fighter. Man, oh man, did I get my ass beat in those games. I was so bad. Just fucking terrible at that shit. But good stuff. And and the original Mortal Kombat movie, cheesy as fuck. I mean, cheesy as fuck. Anyways, all right. <clears throat> Dave's review, quote, on the other side of the coin, I had low expectations going into this movie. Have never seen the other movie. What? Are there more than one? I don't even know. And don't really know the characters. Didn't play the game, but obviously know of them. Jesus fucking Christ, Dave. What? The movie really kicked ass, though. I knew what it was and knew uh, what it did well, and it really hit the spot. Entertaining, story was cool, action was fun, and it was also pretty freaking funny, where it was trying to be. This movie hit on all levels for me. Is it still an outrageous movie? Yes, but it did what it set out to do. Would welcome a sequel 
8 out of 10. 8 out of 10, David. Woohoo! Wow. High praise, man. I'm surprised again. This trailer, 5 out of 10. My my first question that came out of my mouth. Uh, where the fuck is Johnny Cage? How do you have a Mortal Kombat game without Johnny Cage? The prevailing wisdom here is that he's going to be in a sequel. So, the trailer for me was 5 out of 10 because it didn't really look like it was... I don't want to say true to the story of the game because, eh, you know. But it didn't seem like there was a tournament. Didn't seem like all the characters were there because I don't think they were. Like, Sub-Zero is like the main villain, I think. Not sure. And uh, Scorpion's a good guy? I don't know. I'm very confused by that. At least that's what I think from the trailer. I'm not sure. So, uh, you know, 5 out of 10 trailer for me, I mean, in really two of those points, it's just because it's because I enjoyed the game as a kid. So, yeah, interesting shit. I'm surprised by that, where he didn't like nobody, uh, but loved Mortal Kombat with an 8 out of 10. That's a big score. All right. Uh, there's actually, we're getting five fucking reviews here today, folks. Five. <laughs> this part's funny, though. So, number three. Uh, and he says, quote, and I know you'll talk shit about this, as in, Dave, you watch too much shit. Dave, you're watching cartoons. What are you doing with your life? And he says, all valid comments, but fuck it. I watched it and kind of enjoyed it. Justice League World War II. I don't have much to say on this. Your standard Justice League type stuff, if you're into that, centered around the Flash, which is my favorite, so it got the job done. Uh, mostly putting this review in to hear you crack some jokes. Six out of ten. End quote. David, uh, hate to break it to you, but the uh, the animated DC shit is fucking fantastic. Fantastic. Way better than the live-action DC shit. Having said that, uh, the trailer for this looks terrible. So, 3 out of 10 trailer for Justice League World War II. I did get to watch the trailer for Batman The Long Halloween Part 1. 8 out of 10 trailer. Holy fuck. All of these Batman ones that they've put out have been so fucking good. So good. No joke. David, no joke at all. So I'm terribly sorry for one, uh, you thinking that I could make jokes, and two, uh, that I, you know, am not making fun of you for this. I'm making fun of you because you watched this. If you saw the trailer and then watched it, man, eh, that's on you. Uh, I mean, he gave it a six out of ten. It's probably a ninety-minute movie. You know, something in the background, probably. Who knows? But. <clears throat> Yeah, fucking wild. All of the Batmans. If they made actual live-action Batman movies the same way they made the animated movies, th those things would be smash-fucking-hits. Like, Marvel-level hits. 
That's how good that DC animated shit is. It's all excellent. I've yet to be let down by any of that stuff. And I go into them with low expectations, typically, because, you know, you just don't know how it's going to turn out. And then, boom, it's fucking fantastic. So, nerd out with your cartoons all you want, dude. Have at it. All right. This is where it gets good, okay? There's two more. A little phlegm for you. Uh, Number four. Without remorse. David's review. Quote, entertaining but stinks. Five out of ten. Michael B. Jordan is a goddamn stud. Plays the part well, but again, there's not much here. Jack Ryan, the Amazon show, same universe, is 100 times better. These action-type movies can't really rely on stud actor uh, to hold a movie. There needs to be better acting, better stories, better everything. It's another one of those movies that I feel like someone just made because they had some extra time on their hands. Too bad. We'll get the next one. Exclamation point. End quote. <laughs> hey, what are you doing this weekend? Well, I got some extra time in my hands. I'm going to make a, a a Tom Clancy film. I'm going to pay Michael B. Jordan to be in it and uh, do a bunch of shit. Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, watch the trailer to this and whew, whoa. There's a there was a lot of pausing. Uh, because I was so fucking like, I was aghast by a couple of different things. Okay. First and foremost, this is fucking RoboCop, uh, without the robot, not in Detroit. It was just, you know, somebody breaks in, kills his wife, shoots him. He's all fucked up. Now he's off for, for revenge, but this dude takes it to another fucking level. <clears throat> I watched two trailers for this, okay? The first one apparently was the official one, and this thing is fucking high comedy. Like, if you watch this and are not laughing at at multiple parts, you're crazy. There's a part, like, I don't know, halfway through, and I really should have downloaded it to play, like, the, the audio, but there's a there's a woman who I I think plays like a CIA officer or something, and uh, she's being briefed on the fact that, um, <clears throat> what is it like staff sergeant not staff sergeant like special chief Kelly or whatever the fuck his name is, uh, just got shot multiple times and she's like, in all seriousness, quote, they better hope he doesn't survive. <laughs> Oh, it, it doesn't, I don't do it any justice. It was fucking Limburger cheese. It was so bad. But there were so many moments in this thing. There's a part where he's like, they they show he's underwater and he grabs a dude and pulls him into the fucking water, presumably drowns him and then shoots another guy. And then the next scene is him like shoulders above the water, but he's fucking dry from the shoulders up. What? It, Your editing there is fucking poor. Your editing there is worse than 
my fucking show intro editing. But then towards the end, you see him. There's a voiceover like, oh, he does things that we that we don't do. And he's standing on top of a car, okay, and is pouring gasoline on this car, presumably again to light this fucking thing on fire. And sure enough, there's Michael B. Jordan. <clears throat> Dave was spot on. He is a fucking goddamn stud. Like the guy is one, he's shredded to death. Like the dude, that's four percent body fat on him. Uh, he's a handsome fucking guy. So he has lead actor, lead action star written all over him. But he makes the same face through the entire fucking movie. <laughs> I, I would assume. Like the very like the pursed lips, like the very serious look, very serious, mad Michael B. Jordan. And so going back to the gasoline, so he's standing there and the camera's on him lights a match, throws the match uh, onto the pile of cars. And then he walks over to the, and I'm thinking he's just going to, you know, shoot whoever's in the car and kill him. Nope. No. The fucking pile of, of cars uh, or is on fire. He opens the back door, gets inside the car. There's somebody in there, gets inside the car that's on fire. It's going to explode. And he's like, give me your name. And the guy's like, you're supposed to be dead. Give me your name. Holy fuck. That is tension. Whoever, whoever put the, the trailer together, aside from their editing, which I assume this is the same thing, which is also editing, but basically... Tons of tension. Uh, eight and a half trailers. Like, these things were fucking fantastic. The second one, he's in a jail cell somehow, and he floods the jail cell so that a bunch of fucking guards can come in, and he, again, presumably, beats the holy hell out of them. It's like, holy fuck, who is this dude? He's fucking Robocop. Crazy. Fucking crazy ass shit. <clears throat> All right. Last one. Last review. David sent me a, a screenshot that he got uh, last week. And it was very interesting. And so... He, you know, I don't, I, I think he was thinking of content because, again, being the associate producer of the program, he's, he's constantly thinking of content, you know, constantly thinking. So he gets uh, a message from somebody who has the, the word casting in their title. He's like, Hi, I know this is random, but I'm a casting producer at Kinetic Content, the same company that did Love is Blind, whatever the fuck that is, working on a TV show. We're seeking marriage-minded single men and women in the greater Boston area who are hopeless romantics willing to take a leap of faith. If you're single and interested, let me know. Blah, 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 blah. And Dave's like, is this a scam? I'm like, dude, definitely not. You should absolutely do everything that she asks. And he replies, have to, and rightfully fucking so. Nicely job, Dave. Nicely done. 
but just fucking terrific. So I said, look, hey, I need an update on, on that dating show thing. And he's like, I watched some episodes and they were fucking horrible. So <clears throat> he sends me uh, his review. Quote, so I was recently recruited to take part in the casting process for Married at First Sight. If you're not familiar with this program, uh, fucking, it's good. I'm glad because it is fucking horrible. Unfortunately, uh, my wife, Jennifer, loves the program. Uh, anyways, getting back to David. So, quote, still quote. It's been my dream to be on Survivor, so thought this could be my way into the TV door. Casting director told me to go watch a few episodes to get an idea for the show as I'd never seen it before. Holy shit. One out of ten. No, no, no. Zero out of ten. This has to be the worst thing I've ever seen on TV before. You get legally married to someone you have never met before. Let me tell you, these people are losers. Capital letters, losers. The show is painful to watch. Literally uncomfortable watching the situation these people are in. I'm dead serious when I say this. But if I was offered a million dollars to go on this show, I wouldn't do it. Two million, I'd probably go. I love, love... No, no, I get it. Hold on. Back that up. I love love, I think, is what he's getting at. Sorry. I love love. The Bachelor is one of my favorite shows, but this is where I draw the line. End quote. Well, that is fucking... It's, it's crazy. Here's Dave, who loves Survivor. He's like, one of these people that still watches this shit can't figure it out. I watched season one, and I remember vividly watching the uh, the finale at Ron Emma's pub in Bridgewater, and everybody at the bar was fucking uh, enraptured with this with this finale. Richard Hatch, I was like, "Whoa, okay, well, this is interesting." Um, <clears throat> but wow. And so David thinking, oh, this could be my, this could be my, my door, my, my way into the TV door. It's as if he was it's like a dog on a fucking, like a run chain and he can't get to the gate. The gate is, is survivor and Dave's on the fucking chain and he has to, in order to get off the chain, he has to go on married at first sight. <laughs> oh, what a fucking kick in the dick. Oh, it's so brutal. And and you know what? That has to be the hardest fucking casting job on earth. Hey, go out and recruit fucking sad, pathetic people. I mean, you got to cast a very wide net, see how many people actually get back to you, and then fucking narrow it down to someone who thinks uh, they can be good on television. Whew. It made me remember a time uh, when I was younger. Me and my girlfriend at the time, I was in my very early 20s, like 21, 22 years old. 
No, might have been, well, maybe a little bit older than that, like 22, 23, whatever, early 20s. My girlfriend and I, at the time, were at um, the the mall at the Prudential Center in Boston, and and we're waiting, we're waiting for a table at the Cheesecake Factory. And this woman uh, stops us and says, "Hey, uh, can can I ask you guys a question?" And so my brain is like, oh, no, keep fucking walking, keep going. So, you know, we're walking and I'm holding her hand as we're going down. Either going downstairs or going down the escalator. I'm going to assume stairs because this person was asking a question. And she's like, listen, uh, we are casting for a television show. I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting. Um, what's up? She's like, we're looking for overweight couples. <laughs> Dead fucking serious. We're looking for overweight couples. Now, <clears throat> you know, I immediately was like, okay, no thanks. I'm out of here. And my poor girlfriend at the time, she was devastated and i don't know if it was because she thought she was overweight or if she was like oh fuck my boyfriend is fat as hell (laughs) it was probably the latter (laughs) oh man good times good time well not really because she ended up being fucking terrible but that's neither here nor there Interesting fucking story. Like, we fucking perseverated on that for, like, way too long. Went to the Cheesecake Factory. uh, Ate fucking Cheesecake Factory. And the whole time, we're making jokes about, you know, how we're two fat people eating at the Cheesecake Factory. She wasn't fat, though. That was the thing. Like, she wasn't. I was. (laughs) Damn. Not the point. But, uh, yeah, interesting shit, man. Reality television fucking sucks. I'm sorry. It's not good. It's not good. Dave loves it. Survivor, Bachelor, he's into all that crap. I don't fucking get it. It's something that I ch- I can't wrap my head around. Along with 8,000 other things. So that was movie trailer reviews. Hope you liked it. I enjoyed all of that. A lot of talking. So, yeah. All right. As it is Thursday, uh, it is time for three gripes. Yay. Yay. Um, <clears throat> the gripes aren't great this week. I'll just put that out there right from the jump. Um, you know, I've, I've already griped a little bit. Uh, one, one gripe, big gripe, which one do I want to admit? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get rid of that one. Okay. 
Gripe number one, shitty directions for putting anything together. I've come to understand that manufacturers need to make things as simple as possible, or, or I, I take that back. You would think that manufacturers would need to make things as simple as possible for as many people to understand their product, right? So purchase the shed via Wayfair. <clears throat> Wayfair. Now look, even though Wayfair did me dirty, I have no, I have no, um, no hard feelings, I guess, even though, you know, you fire someone during a pandemic when their entire book of business is fucking, you know, event companies and, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, when they don't let you source your own business and they, they give you a bunch of crap and. <laughs> oh man I'm choking on my own bullshit sorry <clears throat> Whew. bought a fucking plastic shed um flat packed the directions are honestly they're fucking ghastly they're they're terrible directions now like ikea has shitty directions okay but they dumb them down to the point where every single minute step is drawn out okay they tell you like the directions uh that the the pieces should be facing which side different uh hardware needs to go on so that any fucking idiot could put it together. This thing, it's a it's a 60 square foot structure, you know? Um, and it just is not, the directions are so not clear. Not clear at all. Like, I complained about the doors earlier. The doors have like a pattern on it, okay? Yet, in, in the directions, the pictures of the doors that they give you are not the doors that, that I was sent. What? You know how many fucking languages these directions were in? I think I counted 17. 17 fucking languages. Like, this thing's a novel. I think it's 56 steps. They probably needed 20 more. You know, the pieces aren't clearly marked. The directions suck balls. And you're stuck with a fucking moron like me who has the mechanical aptitude of a fucking snail uh, trying to put this thing together. Brutal. Absolutely, flat out, fucking brutal. Like, people can shit on Ikea... Like, their furniture, the quality of the furniture sucks. But anybody can put that shit together. Although, having said that, I now realize that um, I fucked up an Ikea bookcase not too long ago. So, I've been drinking an awful lot of red wine lately. It's good for the ticker, so... 
Um, <clears throat> gripe number two, having to fart in the doctor's office. I mentioned at the beginning of the show how I had a good visit at the doctor this week, earlier this week. In the waiting room, all right, if you need to fart, go right ahead. It's fine. But when you're actually in the office waiting for the guy to come in, you got to suck that in. you got to hold it. If you fucking tear ass before the doctor comes in and he walks in, say, let's say, let's say you tear ass and then the appropriate amount of time for that to dissipate, uh, it, it's, it's within that window and he walks in or she walks in. One, you can't hide it. You have to own up to it. If, if, if it's bad enough, <laughs> if it's bad enough and they walk in, they're like, what the? fuck is that? Oh, that was me. Hand up right here. Like, you know, there's no way around. You can't hide it. It's not like being on an airplane where you can just fucking fart all night long. And if you haven't farted on an airplane, you're a fucking liar. It's, it's loud as hell. So no one can hear it. Like if somebody smells it, you can fucking blame it on anybody. You could blame it on the ventilation system, for Christ's sakes. Oh, man, something I think something died in the vent. Oh, it's terrible. But, man, you find the doctor's office, that doctor's going to be like, what have you been eating, son? What did you have for dinner last night? What's your diet been? You've been drinking? Do you smoke? Like, that opens up all kinds of fucking questions. Aside from being somewhat embarrassing, I say somewhat because man, everybody farts, but that's the worst place to probably fart. The doctor's office, a first date. <laughs> what? Oh, boy. That'd be a great poll question. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go to the Twitter page, at ComplaintsPod, and give me worst place you could possibly fart. I think doctor's office is on the list because it's just going to open up a fucking can of worms. That's what I think. <sighs> Grape number three. Celebrities posting condolences on Instagram. In this particular instance, uh, it was somebody who posted a condolence for their friend's mother who'd passed away. And then within the same hour on their Instagram stories, posting three straight ads in their stories. You can't feel that bad if you feel the need to make money shortly after offering your best to your friend. This sort of goes into the whole sphere of celebrity as, as a whole um, just being clueless, just not... They're so not self-aware, 90% of them. There are some who are, you know, mostly normal, 
But I mean, good grief. Like, get a clue. Like, if you're going to offer condolences, do it after your fucking run of ads. Uh, give it an hour or two before you post your ads. Or text your text your friend. It's a whole lot better and more personal to reach out and say, Hey, I'm sorry to hear about your mother. The next time you're in town, let's get together. I miss you and I love you. Signed, Celebrity. It's probably not how the text would go, but, you know, you get my drift. I didn't really want this this to devolve into celebrity bashing because I'm not really... I'm not really doing it. I'm just I'm bashing cluelessness because, you know, there are people, there are normal, normal, quote-unquote, everyday folk who probably do the same thing. So this is a warning. Don't do that. Don't be that person. Don't post, like, the serious story on Instagram and then within minutes post, like, I, I don't know, Jared. Doing something. I, I fucking, I have no fucking idea. Just don't do it. In fact, here's a better idea. Don't post condolences, period. If you know the person, call them, text them, connect. Don't just post a story. Nobody cares, really. Well, that's not true either. <laughs> this gripe is terrible. Gripe number four shitty gripes. All right. <clears throat> That's it for the uh, restart of the program. Very, very excited to see where this can go. Um, hopefully, um, things improve. Hopefully, we get some um, some new listeners. I implore you, tell your friends. Hashtag tell your friends. I uh, do have a merch store if you want to buy. The only thing up there right now is just a show shirt with just the show logo on it. Uh, that's the only thing. Bonfire.com. Search complaints and observations. There it is. Boom. It's as cheap as possible. I don't make any money. I make literally zero dollars. Zero cents. Nothing. Cost of the product, $21.78. The cost of the shirt for you and me, you and me, $21.78. Way too much for a fucking t-shirt, but what can you do? Until I find cheaper cheese, cheese. Wow. <laughs> Too much vino, I think. Until I find cheaper t-shirts, that'll have to do. Man. No wonder I can't get any guests. Who the fuck would want to be a part of this crap, huh? <laughs> uh, um... <clears throat> I have an Instagram page at complaints pod where I post very little. And I shouldn't say that. I post every now and again. Uh, Facebook. I have a Facebook page. I don't use Facebook because fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page that um, I did a test run on at the end of my last episode. And boy, this fucking camera on my shit laptop is no bueno. So there'll be no YouTube on the, you know, on the PC until. Uh, I get a new PC. Listen to me, PC, you old fuck. Um, 
Twitter at complaints pod. Uh, go to Twitter and and tell me the worst place to fart. What is the worst place that you can fart? Fart. And uh, we'll talk about that next week. 617-65-RIP-EM. If you have a complaint about literally anything, give me a call. Leave a voicemail. And I'll probably play it on the show unless I don't like you. In which case, I won't. Um, but, but that's it. So thank you as always. I do appreciate it. Please tell your friends, tell your moms. Uh, let's build up the audience, you know, let's, let's make something of this. Hopefully once, uh, you know, the pandemic is, is mostly done. Oh, by the way, get vaccinated, please. Don't be stupid. Do your part for your, your friends, your family, humanity. And then finally yourself, um, get vaccinated. Thank you. Uh, you know, like to have, once the broadcast palace is done, maybe you can have a little round table, get some people chit-chatting, get some people talking, doing some rapping. (laughs) God, that's bad. Um, but yeah, that's it. If you have my number, give me a text. Tell me you want to be on the show. You want to hang out. Um, what else? Get your pets spayed and neutered. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, I think so. 617-65, rip them. Pretty sure I said that already. Uh, but that's it. Again, thank you so much. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.